0: Hello and welcome back to Reeling, in the Piers where we chat about and discuss all sorts awesome of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and joining me as always for the monthly release recaps, it's my very good friend and co-host David Scanlon. Today we're talking about the latest movies of April 2023. So stick around. We hope you enjoy. What was
1: the thing the
0: theme of this month, David. Actually, was,
1: yeah, what's, the, what's the color? You always have a color.
0: Yeah, this one's reddish red. Actually, I can tell you, David, this is the. Thank you for noticing this. every color has a month, because <laughs> yeah. I did research this and uh, I went on to the color of the month from Pantone, David. And uh, so January's caramel, uh, February is sheer lilac, March is fair aqua, and then April is usually cyan? C- K- cyan, yeah. No, no, no. It's K- C A Y E N N E. C A Y E N N E. Say what? C a y e n n e, cayenne, cayenne, k- is-
1: yeah, cayenne k- pepper.
0: There you go. Yeah, cayenne. <laughs> it's a spicy month, David. It's a spicy <laughs> month. I was going with the April Fools. In yeah. that it wasn't just a, uh, in, in that this month is a joke. Oh, a big joke. Yeah. In <laughs> that, like, there's two good movies that we're going to talk about. Yeah. We need to stop, I say, when I say we, I need to stop, like, starting all the episodes with, like, ah, this month is <laughs> shite. Don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> Tap out here. back to us in May. Wait until next week where me and John talk about Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, a better movie. <laughs> How, how long
1: how long is that episode
0: oh far too long okay. you know i was thinking to myself every time every i'm just yeah i'll do a bit of promo for next week i was trying to cut it down but i was like this is all gold <laughs> and uh i tell you what we talk about the movie less than we do everything else
1: because i did i did watch that scene you sent me and yeah it's bad
0: mm. again that'll, that'll all next week me, yeah. me and John, john's back on to talk about that yeah. and uh but today hello, hello. welcome back nice. how are you Still alive. That's very good to hear, especially after this month, the spicy joke of a month.
1: Yeah. Any anything major happen? No, <laughs> no,
0: nothing major happened. Nothing major. Uh, but we, we had to go see some movies, as we always do. We did. And um, what you call it? We're going to talk about those today. Cool. That's what we usually do on the, on the monthly release recaps. <laughs> Me and David talk about all the movies that come out in the previous month, except for Ghosted. <laughs> and we t- we just oh, did that come out? That came out. Didn't watch oh, do it. Though. What,
1: do you know what's coming out on Friday? Is uh,
0: Big George Foreman. No, no, uh, Wendy and Peter. Yeah, Wendy. So we just missed that, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> it, it, there's no reviews up. I can only Grace, I can only imagine it's terrible.
0: Grace Randolph said the first forty minutes are unwatchable.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds so right. There
0: you go. So we're not covering that today. <laughs> yeah, but what right we are town. covering today is we're covering some spooky movies, some movies with bright and colorful animations, and a movie about a shoe. <laughs> yeah that covers them all yeah, off that's pretty uh, and we're also going to be talking about what we saw the other day as in uh, what we saw on streaming services that were good and we're also going to be talking about the may movies coming out in may ie next month cool sounds good do you want to know what the color for may is mm, we'll get to it bud green bud green <laughs> <laughs> yeah david oh wow there you go Wait, does
1: it change each year it's the same no
0: i've been using the same for two years i haven't kept oh, okay. that up to date yeah okay but, because yeah I, I'm sure you can go back and check what there's, there's colours of the year now this is the most unhinged the, <laughs> we probably should have prefaced <laughs> yeah, this is midweek madness yeah. this is we're doing a yeah. midweek this is yeah. when always the, the podcast it's, it's going to be boring. loose it's going to be very loose David. and we've only got five movies but watch it be three times longer than <laughs> yeah, the podcast. exactly yeah when was that
1: when was that month last year where we had like 12 movies we had 16 one month 16, yeah. it was when we Nonsense. had the, the weird owl movies in there yeah. Anyway, yeah. not Nonsense.
0: too important um, but yeah we're going to start with a movie that I think everyone in the world I've seen it. I think I'm, oh, I'm right saying so. that. I mean, which is... like,
1: it only lasts so long. Like, you could, you could, you could watch it on your bus journey if you really wanted to.
0: <laughs> he, where are you weekend the bus to for an hour and a half? But some people get the bus from London. <laughs> That's tough That's tough <laughs> Hard luck That's very really tough Yeah exactly Sorry and, um But yeah we're going to start with the movie of the month for box office Big time Super Mario The, the Super Mario Bros movie Not the Super Mario Bros from 1993 no, A movie that me game and game. John also did I'm doing some great promo for John's episodes today <laughs> yeah. uh, But no this is the 20- 20 that's,
1: that's already out It's it? already out Came oh, out
0: okay. a couple of weeks ago maybe Did quite well Oh, there, there you go. There you go. And uh, as in like, I can't believe people listen to that one <laughs> yeah. for a movie that they probably haven't seen. Yeah, exactly. And John, ew. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, we're talking about uh, Super Mario Bros., the animated movie from Illumina- Illumination Entertainment. The people who do um, all the, the yellow minions. minions.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this is a story about Mario and his brother Luigi and they are plumbers in it's New York, is it? Yeah, Brooklyn. They're from New York. Brooklyn, yeah. And they are, they've left their kind of company job to Kind of set up their own private, kind of work from themselves job DIY job. Uh, unfortunately, though, they're not very good. They're just not getting the business, David. Although they did get the business, and they were very good at that. But they may not, have been down to a dog,
0: <laughs> as most as most disasters are, David. Um, Tell you, yeah. I, I was going to go something that oh, probably get me cancelled. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> don't
1: worry. But anyway, there. Hap- what happened? What happens is an earthquake or a storm. There's yeah, a storm. Uh, no, no,
0: no. There's a big, uh, big pothole. As in, there's a big flood. And there's a big flood. They no, it's like a burst pipe, and they can't fix the pipe. And then who do you no, call? No, but in New York.
1: No, do you remember there's a big thing in New York? There's a big thing in New York where
0: yeah, the, they have down to in go, the sewers. Yeah, he has to go fix okay, the the, yeah. the flooding. So
1: they go down to the sewers and try and fix this big pipe, which is causing a flood in Brooklyn. Um, but then suddenly they get pulled into a new other dimension. They get separated. Yep. Uh, in in other into a different dimension, where uh, Mario ends up in. Mushroom Town, Mushroom Mush- Kingdom, David. Mushroom Kingdom.
0: You don't watch the you didn't watch this movie clearly. Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: there's only so much of it you could watch. Yeah, and then Luigi gets pulled into the darklands. Yeah, let's say that. Yep. Yeah. And so Mario has to go on an adventure to try and save his brother, but also save this dimension and the Mushroom Kingdom because it, they're being attacked by Bowser.
0: Yes. Who has the superstar?
1: Who has a superstar? And he's is- he's stolen the superstar off the penguin people yep
0: that's the one I don't know <laughs> yeah don't worry about it um,
1: so yeah that's pretty much the, the premise we meet Princess, Princess Peach, Peach Toad Toad all all the characters from you know Mario except for Mario maybe was. one or two maybe one or two yeah they're, they're left for the sequel yeah so yeah that's pretty much the premise what I will say about this movie oh please do enlighten me. number one it definitely did what it was supposed to do <laughs> it, was, it was put out to do a job yeah, which was get people on seats. Yes, get them in and out of the cinema and get their money. Yes, which
0: it definitely did. One hundred percent. It's currently at the time of recording. I think it's around nine hundred million dollars yeah. worldwide. Um, which is
1: absolutely fair enough. Number two, I can definitely understand how people would enjoy this. Okay, if yes. you if you're the um, I'm gonna get <laughs> maybe politically incorrect here, but if you're generation. Wait, what is it, Generation Z? Gen, Gen Z, Z. Uh, and you're, you're on your a TikToks. boomer for anyone listening. <laughs> you're on your
0: TikToks. He's here in a pair of. He's in a white vest and just <laughs> he has those suspenders on and he has a little cap and he's just he's just coated in coal because he was down in the mine. <laughs> is um, that boomers! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so anyway sorry if you're a gen z you're you're on your tiktoks you have that low what's that low uh, low attention span yes this is the movie for you this is just like there is no there's no point in this movie where it just like slows down yeah this is just like straight from the start we're just gonna get right into it and uh okay hey you, you've played a game you've played that mario game here we're gonna do that mario game and hey you played that other mario game we're gonna go do that mario game yeah so, like Definitely think it's understandable how people could enjoy this because it's just like mile a minute, mile a minute. You're just getting into it. But my God, there is not there's not I don't know who wrote this. <laughs> uh, I believe it was chat yeah, it? it
0: was just this movie is a Hollywood exec stream Yeah, there is that. no fat. It literally skips from sequence, set piece to set piece to set piece. Yeah, from reference to reference to reference. There is no natural progression of yeah. the story, as in characters are told to go from A to B and on in between A to B it's just filled with a load of references that people are like hey look at that yeah. and then they forget that characters just make decisions that don't really make sense or are just yeah. been told to them to go do that thing yeah it's a Hollywood executive's dream it can be easily translated it's it's like four quadrant. everyone can enjoy it mm.
1: um, voice cast very popular <laughs> very popular voice yeah.
0: cast you can't go wrong yeah except in terms of like what is what is entertainment yeah. that's what this movie asks of us <laughs> yeah. what is what is entertainment yeah
1: it like yeah, it's. Just, <laughs> I was just kind of speechless because it is. It's just. It's. Like, it It does exactly what it's supposed to do. Yes. Like, it's a kid's movie. Like, I can put this. You can put this right alongside the likes of the minions and the Spickle. Spickle. No. Probably not as good as the Spickle Me's.
0: I will say, the pickle Me have a story. And I think that's what this movie has. What this movie's done, as someone who's watched the two film adaptations of Mario, yeah, which is one that tried to take. The essence of the world and the characters and try and make a story out of that. Whereas this movie said, what's a story? Let's just put everything (laughs) in a line and go from A to B. And this movie is one of the truest adaptations of any sort of video game or comic book I've ever seen. And that's the only enjoyment I think you can get from this other than bright colors and shapes. (laughs) Which is, it's just, you're seeing all these things brought to... uh, from a, to a cinematic adaptation that make it enjoyable however from an actual narrative perspective the movie is vacant or void of any of that or any sort of deeper yeah. meaning or anything i saw a great thing it was the you know the uh, pitch media videos yeah. it was like the, if you were to try and ex- uh, extract a meaning for this movie it's that you should perform sports under you know drug uh sport uh, drug performing ah uh, what am i trying to say performance and in- Performance More enhancing drugs. drugs Yeah <laughs> Exactly yeah. Everywhere, every, Anything good that happens to Mario Happens yeah. by him having to like Power up Yeah
1: Cause like There's a bit where Yeah it's just There's it's, nothing to say <laughs> And like even There's bits Like they just cut out Character storylines I, I, I don't yeah. really want to Like
0: Well one of the things About this movie And I think you could say Without too much of a spoiler Is Mario and Luigi The Super Mario Bros yeah. Don't spend much time together, together yeah And it's kind of like They've nearly replaced Luigi yeah. With Peach And Peach with Luigi Yeah
1: Um, which is disappointing because like Charlie Day seemed like you know a good kind of choice for the casting the bits we did get to see you know they seemed to get on quite well there's just no consistency to it in the fact that like there's even a bit at the end where like throughout the movie Mario has been like this brave kind of big brother trying to save his little brother or whatever and then there's a bit at the end where like he's hiding away and then there's something going through his head that like oh you know you're no good Mario you're just a wimp or whatever like there's nothing been showing... Like, the whole story yeah. has been nothing... There's been nothing about that. Like, he's always kind of stepped up to the plate, even when he shouldn't have. So it's just like... They, it just kind of seemed like they made it up as they went along. They had these set pieces, as you say, you know, picked straight from the game. Bits of it could have been cut scenes from the game. I don't know. Or from yeah. games. I don't know. And then kind of pieces together. And even, like, there's... They go from one location to another very quickly. It seems like fast travel. But then to get back the other way from from where they, they've got to, back to where they were, they have to do some sort of different types yes. of travel, which takes
0: a lot longer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, it's, it makes no sense. Yeah. It's
0: all references. And I think another thing that this movie does a lot is just needle drops as well, which yeah. I think I, oh, I which is, we'll talk about in another movie later on, where it's just trying to sort of, sh- uh, what's the word, influence your emotion based on the song that's currently mm. playing. And I think this movie does that a lot. What I will say about the action scenes is, i think some of the directing of that is very yeah. good for animation as in there like that scene with mario versus donkey Kong. yeah very very good camera movement and very good you know where all the we know where everything is it's like good spatial awareness especially for an animated movie with, with effectively no rules in yeah. a way it does all that quite the, well the mario kart scene i thought was very reminiscent of mad max <laughs> It was, <a> <laughs> but like it but was- it may be just and again with anything with this movie it just made me want to go play those games yeah yeah but this is my thing David. How do they make a sequel from this? They've used it all yeah, up. that's what I'm I saying. Th- I think this could be a, like an Alice in Wonderland. Remember yeah. that made like a billion dollars yeah. and the next one's going to crash. Yeah. I I don't know how they...
1: I, I don't think they can go anywhere else. No, like,
0: whereas at least with even something like the Angry Birds movie, yeah. that had a story around it and then the second one yeah. had a story, I believe. I can't remember. <laughs> I fell asleep during that. Maybe, who knows. <laughs> yeah. This, the, I don't see how this, this, this makes a sequel mm. that... Is the same level of entertainment, yeah. but by God, they're going to try yeah. and they're going to do spin-offs and it's probably going to be an animated show on Netflix. Like it's opened up a can of worms that I'm so happy to see. I love that the people from Mario who like Mario games have this movie yeah. now, but like, yeah, it was just, I was just, it was over and I was like, yeah, I'm, I sat down for a bit, bright colors entered my <laughs> yeah. retinas and I got up. Yeah. I, uh, nothing holds from it for me except for maybe and this was my one big talking point about this movie was the uh, the song David the Peaches yeah. song what are your thoughts on the Peaches song it's fine it's blown up yeah it's, I know it's blown up it's Jack Black's first song in the top, Billboard Top 100 uh, which is pretty sad did you consider his yeah. career tenacious D <laughs> but this is my new thing this is not my new thing This is this is the thing do I consider that more worthy of an Oscar than anything that's won that's been played over the credits. And I would argue, yes. Why? Because it actually is used to enhance a character motivation and development, which is Bowser, as evil as he wants to take over everything, he actually does truly love Princess Peach. And he shows that through his you know, emotional and romantic yeah. piano playing. It's not a very complex song. <laughs> yeah. I saw someone broke, break down the chords and apparently has the same chords as the Rick Roll song. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's nothing special, but I prefer it than whatever Elton John won yeah. for that song, uh, that one played over Rocket Man or the Judas and Black Messiah song. Yeah, I'll go there. I'm not going to hate myself for this one. Yeah. I'm and to do the edit later, but...
1: I do. Yeah, sorry, just when you mentioned Bowser's motivations, what was... What's he doing? I was just an evil turtle, David, or whatever, dragon turtle. I don't know and he just wants to take over that's
0: the, but the same with the games you know what yeah, I mean like yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: yeah there's only so much you can really kind of criticise this movie for because again it's being pulled from um, video games which don't really make
0: so much sense in the first place so it's about an Italian plumber who just who <laughs> kills turtles exactly like, but what do you I mean, want exactly overall yeah. perfect plain movie yeah probably oh watch it on a plane distract your kids with it <laughs> exactly oh this is it's gold and you were, you made a good point we, we go to Omniplex cinema and Rathbines who still have yet to get in touch about yeah. uh, all this product placement but um, a big movie normally plays three times in the IMAX yeah. uh, the big max there and this managed to cram in four Yeah. and I, I guarantee it'll be playing also sorry
1: yeah we forgot to say that it's 80 89 minutes is it 88 uh, no, minutes oh is it 88 I think so yeah.
0: Jesus Yeah, no, maybe I'm wrong
1: but definitely without the credits it's probably something yeah.
0: like that and you want to stay for the after credit scenes as well. Does, is there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. They're bad. Okay. <laughs> I stayed for the first one. The second one I just read and I was like, okay, cool. I'll leave uh, Okay. Because I went to it by myself and I was just like, someone's going to put me on a list. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What else do I have? Barely any dialogue. No faff. Yeah. Okay jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, if you haven't seen it by now, yeah. don't rush out to go see it. But if it's on Netflix and yeah. like, give it a
1: watch. This is Illumination, so it probably will end up on...
0: Universal. They have a deal with netflix isn't it they do i think because yeah it's because peacock in the states the, i don't know what it is here yeah because
1: a lot of the pickle and me seem to be on netflix are they or minion i can't remember anyway there you go yeah it'll it'll be on some sort of streaming service
0: <laughs> yeah um speaking of family-friendly movies okay evil dead rise let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> see where he's going so if uh if anyone um was listening at all but also specifically towards the end of last week's episode oh, okay, The last yeah. month's episode Yeah, yeah. Uh, We said we were too spooked to go see this Yeah
1: we, I think we I think we promised We definitely weren't to we see it We said it
0: We've never been so scared watching a trailer in Yeah And then How does What, what, what happened when, where, where, when did we book this Well
1: see I think What kept happening is It kept popping up for me And I was like Yeah
0: fuck it we'll go see it and i kept seeing good reviews <laughs> yeah. and then it was like yeah. the irish writer the irish director. Guy, yeah, well. and then I, we were had a video call or something like that and i was like oh like, will, we, fuck it, will we go <laughs> yeah. and you're like ah yeah this 90, is a bad idea let's 90 go 90 minutes in the cinema come on yeah like, how bad could it be um and uh my god it it lived up to my expectations but also sort of cancelled out all my fears of it being too spooky it yeah. is a very spooky and gory movie yeah but it wasn't as bad as I thought yeah. because I think I overhyped it. Even even when we sat down in the cinema, David, we looked at each other and was like, "Is it just me as a cinema director?" Yeah. That it usually, is. it was a quiet screening. Yeah. There was like probably ten people in, yeah. <laughs>
1: including us. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, pleasantly surprised. I think whoever cut that trailer together, fair play, deserve yeah. some sort of raise yeah. or some sort of
0: appreciation. Got us talking about my it. my
1: god. Because yeah, like the couple of times I've seen it, I was
0: like, wow, that is, that looks horrifying. But <laughs> this way. I was grating some Parmesan cheese there, David. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Didn't Perfectly, bother me. Yeah. Whereas if I had not watched this movie, yeah, exactly. I don't think I ever want to see the cheese grater before <laughs> yeah, in my life. Exactly. But okay, I guess to explain this movie to anyone who doesn't know what this is. Yeah. So this is called Evil Dead Rise, and it is a movie about a woman. Oh, how does it happen? So uh, this woman and her... Three kids living in a kind of a spooky apartment block. And all of a sudden, that woman's... I should really get the names of these actors and actresses up. But in the meantime, basically, their sister comes to visit after, you know... Her, her be, sister, yeah. Her sister comes over to visit after uh, she's, a, she's a guitar technician. Yeah. And uh, she stops by to see her family after a sort of a recent life event has happened for her. But all of a sudden, there's an earthquake or so of some sort that happens. Yeah,
1: I suppose we should say that the apartment block was due to be de- oh, yeah, demolished due to anyway, be demolished so, anyway.
0: So... And uh, Beth, who is the sister... Uh, to Ellie, who is the mother of these three kids. What you call it? There is an earthquake that happens, and then all of a sudden, one of the kids are in the parking lot, there's not too much authority, and come across a sort of haunted looking book called the Necronomicon, if I believe I'm right. Is it something like that? Yeah, it's yes. something like that. Yes. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, he takes it upstairs, starts reading from the book or playing around with this book and then all of a sudden the mother becomes possessed and spooky things occur. Yeah. I think that's the least spoilerish yeah, way I can that's just get rid of this. Is, uh, yeah. Again, the, you know the mother's possessed. It's in the trailer. Yeah, or it's yeah. in the poster. And I guess where people might know the name Necronomicon is from this uh, franchise, Evil Dead. So originally it was made by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and they did Evil Dead Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness and I had seen Evil Dead a couple of months ago and I rewatched oh sorry and then I decided to watch Army Army of Dead uh, Army of Darkness sorry and Evil Dead 2 before this who, which are much lighter in tone and my god was I shocked I was like oh there's no funny lahas in this anymore <laughs> but there's some nice elements you don't have to watch those movies to get these movies they're yeah. set in the same universe as in like the Necronomicon exists in both of these yeah. things however let's just say very different things occur <laughs> when that book is tampered with in these two movies yeah. And um, this movie is written and directed by Lee Cronin, who is an Irishman, and he was approached to do this project from Sam Raimi after his movie Hole in the Dark, uh, Hole in the Ground, Hole in the, ground, right? the ground, Sorry, was seen at some film festival, Toronto and I think, Toronto yeah. film festival, and um, yeah, it's got Alyssa Sutherland as the mother and Lily Sullivan as Beth. There's also some kids in it, played by Morgan Davies, Mia Chalice and Gabrielle Eccles, Eccles. As yes. this family unit and dynamic and what this movie is, is an absolute gore fest. It just plays on all your fears, like <laughs> elevators and cheese graters. It's gory, like I said, but also there is a nice story in there, which is very unusual for horror movies, but the camera work, the directing, and I think the script are excellent and it's a very fun horror watch, yeah. provided you can get you the gory, um, what yeah. you call it, gory and spooky times.
1: Yeah. Um yeah that's a good summary <laughs> thank you I've been, this, um, I've been doing this long enough though so yeah like I think firstly in terms of like, the first thing I would say is like the writing and directing is very good and directing especially because when you when you when you're doing a horror movie I think it, it can make a huge difference when you create that sort of atmosphere yeah and specifically a lot of this well pretty much the whole movie takes place in the one location. Few different kind of places within the apartment block, but it's mainly within one location. Um, but it's it's almost like Lee Cronin was like setting a load of traps as mm-hmm. he was as you setting out the movie, which I don't think he had any kind of issues of just being like, yeah, that's over there. Yeah, I remember it. It's like <laughs> it's just yeah. Don't make it. I'm not gonna make. I'm gonna make it as obvious as I can.
0: <laughs> it's like Chekhov's gun, but everything has a nice. <laughs> nice label on it
1: exactly the and then sorry just to go on the and then following on from that i think the acting was incredible because a lot of these actors especially the the kids are seem relatively new yes i've not seen them in anything again from what i've seen on on letterboxd and uh, imdb and stuff this is kind of their first big break really good like like, um, i think it was jeremy johns mentioned that they're probably going to need some sort of counseling (laughs) sessions it's
0: it's a very because their mother gets possessed yeah. and is trying to kill them. Yeah. And that is a... Sk- and the things the mother is saying, I don't yeah. know if the actors were on, on set for some of those things, that's but it, yeah. my God, that's just um, as shocking as some of the things yeah. that occur in the movie But itself. yeah,
1: to to mention that, Alicia Sutherland was incredible. And oh. it's, not, it's not even the fact, like, she she's kind of... She's kind of... A little bit subdued when she's human but then when she gets possessed she just kind of comes alive but that's what makes it great yeah in
0: that she is so subdued yeah. and you 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 understand this character and you empathize with this character and you connect with this character because of the issue she's yeah. going with she's a she's a single mother due to like other circumstances yeah. and like she's got like life's fucking hard already yeah. she has to move out of this apartment block it's going to be demolished and then oh, just to top it off she gets fucking possessed <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> that's just the last thing she needed you know what i mean
1: yeah but like choreography wise like she, she just like I don't know if she was, could have been a model in past life. She is a she model. Re- okay, yeah, because she just the way she kind of moves her body was really good. But then the dialogue, like whoever came up with that dialogue, yeah. incredible. <laughs> like, some of the stuff she comes out with is really, it's really kind shocking. of hard hitting. Yeah, shocking. No, I was just gonna say for the for the other people, um, just a lot of them, as I said, kind of kids. the kids, kids, yeah, kind of it's it's kind of tough going. <laughs> I can imagine on yeah, set because yeah. uh, they have to go through that. It. But it, all in all, what I w- the one thing I would say is it kind of felt a little bit like this was a movie that got made and they kind of put the Evil Dead label on it. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I don't know if it was something that they could have made just more original, but in in the sense that you're probably going to get twice as many people going to this Mm -hmm. if you put the Evil Dead label on. And like, it didn't bother me. It was just a case I kind of felt like, was this kind of a bit tagged on? But in saying that, they kind of go all in at the end. And, and I can understand why they, they probably
0: that, wanted to set up that idea that it is in this same universe. Yeah, already. and I think that was what I was going to say. is like some of the horror is so over the top. Yeah. And that's sort of a staple of the, the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah. But then also, like, what's interesting about this is because you look at something like Scream, you look at something like Saw, which are kind of like a continuation. And like Saw, we're up to 10 this year, I believe. Yeah. If you don't count Spiral and... Um, I think there was another one I can't remember and Scream were up to 7 now after the after the newest one whereas this one it just takes that core concept and yeah. applies it to nearly a different genre which much like the original did so the original one was like a very cheap movie and yeah. then they kind of remade it somewhat and called it a sequel with like a somewhat of a proper budget, although it's still quite cheap, but still looks great. It's very fun. It's like a horror comedy. Then the second one's more like a horror fantasy. It's more like a comedy fantasy, but it's within the same universe. And yeah. this is just like an all out horror. Yeah, yeah. But like I just like that idea of the franchise being able to evolve on the core concept. Yeah. And like you say, still kind of guarantee that baseline of fandom, yeah. but still keep the essence of that sort of over the top horror and. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that great idea of like this book and. Made out of human skin, and if someone, there's always some because it's very funny. Because in every movie, someone's like, Oh, what's this tape recording? and something very similar happens to in this movie as well. Actually, just I'm going to (laughs) completely derail my point and talk about the fantastic. There's some great little Irish references in this movie as well that Lee Cronin clearly added in that I was a big fan of. Um, but also, I'll cut back to it now and say Morgan Davies, who plays Danny, plays a very he's the person who sort of obtains this book yeah. and a lot of this movie you're kind of like you what an idiot yeah. but Morgan Davies manages to not play him as that um, sort of what's the word sort of idiotic like, St- yeah, like student of like he, what did I do wrong yeah he's you know more I mean?
1: kind of innocent isn't he? Yeah, like, yeah which I was
0: a big fan of um, and also last thing I just love this this is my number one movie of the year by the way so I will talk about it quite a lot which I think was so cool about this movie as well is when you consider that the other Evil Dead movies is all based around Bruce Campbell yeah one guy, his movie. You don't have Bruce Campbell, you don't have an Evil Dead movie. Whereas this movie is able to sort of uh, replace that with a family unit but instead of like a, you know, like a a male figure, it's a kind of a female, like the mother, the mother is the, the, what you call it, the sort of, what's the the figurehead of the family but then also you got her sister who's sort of the action heroine of the movie and then you've got three kids which is two girls and then one lad but that lad's actually trans as well so it's just like a great sort of use of inclusion in an evil in a in a horror franchise which yeah. i feel like in a superhero movie it's nearly like a oh well of course there's sort of a what's, yeah. a resistance towards that yeah. but anything goes in horror and yeah. i think horror is in such a cool state at the moment where it's just ha- having some great ideas and it's leading to some of the most fun you'd have in a cinema these days yeah sorry i just love this movie a lot i had a great time
1: um the other thing i'm going to mention is just uh, the practical effects yeah Very good. makeup as well like it, it the set looked really good but the makeup uh, there's a few shots in, in an elevator which are very good. Um, also, I know those kind of drone shots are a big thing within the Evil Dead franchise and we get plenty of those. We do, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then, of course, I don't know how you felt about the beginning of this. I, I probably won't, I won't say anything, but what, what did you think about that weird kind of...
0: I initially didn't like it because it, can for, we say those, it? For, for those, yeah, I, I think have we seen can it. say for those who've seen it. But I also think so. Basically, event. The, no, I it, wouldn't. I wouldn't. The, the movie it. opens up with a with the with the series of events that are, don't link to the other okay. Things. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah. So it just felt a bit jarring. Yeah. Initially, but I think as I was saying to you before. The Evil Dead movies before this kind of start with uh, nice and light for five minutes and then within like within the first 15 minutes it's all batshit crazy for the next hour and a half effectively. And this movie does a nice thing in that it kind of starts batshit crazy and then obviously moves to a new location and then slowly kind of I say slowly builds up the tension but sort of I'd say at a steady pace increases and escalates the tension and horror throughout. So I think for the Evil Dead sort of feel of the movie I think you need to have that sort of batshit crazy to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Because
1: we do get—I
0: don't think that's too spoilery.
1: No, yeah. Because like, I, I, I will say like, it was a nice. It was kind of refreshing to go in, kind of one, one big hit at the start, and then it's a slow build. Because the tent, like, it is t- tense, uh, kind of towards the middle, and it, it, like it ratches up in the tension. Um, but I think it would, it, it, kind of makes sense that you you get on board with it straight away. Yeah. Um. Instead of like
0: it being all towards the end where everything kind of all
1: hell breaks loose yeah and also
0: also, it's it doesn't it doesn't have to do that stupid thing of like wait what's going on here this is so strange it's like I don't get what's going on you've already seen what happens so you're already on board with that concept as well exactly and I think and I I did not check I did check my watch throughout this movie but only because I was out of sheer like Anticipation of like, oh, there's another tw- How the fuck are they gonna get out of this? There's another twenty minutes left. Yeah. Not out of like a I wasn't bored so much as I was conscious of like the roller coaster coming to an end. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I think pacing wise, I think Lee Cronin structures the movie so yeah. well from set piece to set piece to set piece. Yeah. Unlike the movie we talked about <laughs> before <yeah>. this. <laughs> well there's no no tissue. Nope, at all, just yeah. <laughs> Next um, scene.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know if there's anything else to say. No, like, I it's loved it. it was just really well put together. Um interested to see what everyone else does and interested to see where it goes from here like it, yeah what i would say is they've they i wouldn't say they've set up sequels or whatever but it's they've left the universe open
0: yeah and even for just people going on to do stuff next I love to see what lee cronin does next yeah and i bet you they wish they didn't cast blade so early yeah or exactly. it's like yeah, the director for that exactly i'd love to do something like that yeah. although everyone goes to marvel let him do something fun yeah
1: let him do his own thing although yeah like this was produced by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. He
0: was an executive producer. Executive, he actually okay. stars in it as well. He's a He plays a priest. Oh, okay. <laughs> Class. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who's seen it, yeah, they know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, but yeah, I 100% I recommend this. Go see it at the cinema if you, don't like, if, if you like scary movies. If you don't like scary movies, oh, yeah. still go watch It's a Fun Time. If it hits streaming, it's a perfect Halloween watch. Yeah. Great movie. I, I can't recommend this enough. Uh, yeah. For people who like horror, if you yeah, don't like horror, yeah. I, I wouldn't.
1: That's my big thing. It's just, I, I don't know. You can only recommend this to so many people, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> people oh, people like... with a bit of fucking courage, David. <laughs> Yo, you,
1: you boomers, <laughs> you get it. Roll up the Steves, get the job done.
0: <laughs> get into <laughs> that cinema. your day. Like. Get into that cinema. Don't mind that little demon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, speaking of spooky, scary times, David, will we move on to our next movie, Renfield?
1: Yeah. Um. So this is a horror comedy type movie um, this is
0: going to bring the buzz down so much
1: where we follow Renfield who is Dracula's assistant assistant personal yeah. assistant Um, and he has been working for him for centuries but he's gotten to the stage now where he is struggling to continue and kind of is looking for a way out yeah
0: to get That's out of this relationship. toxic relationship yeah. which is what the movie kind of frames it as
1: yeah Nick Cage as Dracula, Nicholas Holt as Renfield, and then Aquafina
0: as well. As that sassy cop, or whatever I called her last week. or Fiery cop. Fiery cop, yeah. yeah. Um, That's all you really need to know. This... Have you seen (laughs) The Departed? Then you've also seen this movie, in a way. No,
1: what I would say about this movie is it felt like they had two scripts and they just mashed them together. They had, yeah, they had like half an hour of a script and then another... 40 minutes of a script and put them together concept wise i think the first the dracula stuff is actually quite unique
0: funny and it's it's a funny idea
1: concept wise is quite good i think it just kind of gets lost in the the shuffle yeah i think and then i think the idea of nick cage as dracula is good unfortunately you don't just you don't get to see enough of him and i think when he's on screen he's pretty good like he's he's kind of that weird humorous you know kind of nick cage you're well you're well aware of if you've seen any of these movies you just don't really get enough of it nicholas holt i thought was fine b b movie style action Yep. oh which, god yeah yeah which when you compare it to say what happens in in the previous movie evil dead like it was really or yeah, even super mario bros or then. even super mario bros but what i would say is yeah i think just concept wise i can see where they were going with it it just kind of gets lost because they, they obviously didn't, they didn't think beyond concept and they, they obviously went in with the idea of this, oh, this is a great idea and would have been a great, like, 15 minute Mm -hmm. sketch or something like that and they just never really got any further than that. Um, I'm trying to think who, what's your man's
0: name? Ben Schwartz um, Ben Schwartz is brilliant yeah. he's fantastic in he's, it. I love him in this I yeah. do have a strong bias though because I love him yeah. as Sonic I also love him in his stand up special which everyone should check out on Netflix called yeah. Middleditch and Schwartz and uh, yeah, he, I think he's great in this he's
1: silly like he's more silly than everyone else and yeah. I feel like that's what they should have gone for because he's playing
0: like a weasel though. yeah yeah. whereas like you're going to fuck me up are you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're going to tell me you fuck me up right oh,
1: don't yeah. fuck me up um but yeah, like again,
0: I just don't see, don't think you got enough of that. Like, you didn't get enough of anyone. Yeah. Or you didn't get, and I decided to cut across, but it's just more like what stressed me. No, out I like,
1: think you got enough of Aquavina and her story. I think true, he, yeah. Dear, that's, yeah. yeah. So
0: basically, that plot is she, her father, got killed in the line of duty by a corrupt cop, and she's trying to stop corrupt cops by being a cop. But then also there's the Dracula thing happening at the same time. And the two are just smushed together. But how I describe this movie to people is a horror comedy action movie with Nick Cage as Dracula. And you do not get enough of any of those aspects. Mm. You don't get enough good action. You don't get enough good horror. You don't get enough good comedy. And you don't get enough Nick Cage. So it's frustrating because I love everyone in this. I don't think anyone does a particularly bad job. I just think... It's poorly made, and yeah. I think some of that comes down to the director, who is a guy with a name. And I saw the other things he did, like the Tomorrow War, and I remember thinking to myself, "I don't hear, I don't remember that being that good." And then also he might have did, um, did he do Chris McKay? <laughs> Chris McKay, and he did the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, that's funny, but like, I don't know. So yeah, I, I, it massively frustrating. I think Nick Cage. I watched him do an interview on this, and I, from what he put into the preparation. I can see glimpses of it in yeah. this movie but it just doesn't it just doesn't shine.
1: Yeah. And it's disappointing because I, again when you I thought the trailers looked quite good. I think that that scene in the um, the AA meeting yeah. was, was quite good. I need to get that actor's name. Yeah. The guy man. who plays yeah. the, he, so, he was a standout. <laughs> he
0: literally has like only a handful of lines. Yeah. Is that his name? Brandon Scott Jones he plays yeah. Mark. Fantastic. Yeah. Every line he delivers pitch perfect. Yeah. Love that dude. Yeah.
1: And then, sorry, you just mentioned the action there. There is a couple of scenes where I was like, this is great. Give me more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a bit a scene with an x-ray, which I thought was really good Yeah. towards the end. Give me more of that. Yeah. But, like, it was so few and far between and you were just, like, kind of just like, okay, we're doing this again. Let's get to the next scene.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and then I saw them come out and say that um, Nick Cage, I think, or it was Nick Holt said that, oh, his favorite scene got cut from the movie. Yeah. The dance which was, thing, a, was a, it? a musical number. Yeah where the fuck were you putting a musical number in this? Yeah. I don't think that would have made that any better. Yeah. I don't. I, I wasn't crying out for one. I was thinking, could it have come at the start of the movie when they were kind of um, four or something like that? Maybe, I don't know. But I, yeah, very disappointed. I saw someone saying that Nick Cage came across as Trump a bit and I kind of see that. <laughs> but yeah he the makeup was great on him by the way yeah and i think the production there is only like four locations in this movie but i think the layer nick cage has is quite good i like very seven-esque isn't it yeah (laughs) i love that so yeah there's some great aspects of it should people watch it don't go to the cinema for it it could be a fun thing to stick on on a tuesday evening (laughs)
1: yeah Just put it on the background.
0: Yeah, if you're feeling for a bit of spooks, Ben Ben Schwartz. Watch Ben Schwartz. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed because she doesn't really get to play the love interest that much, and I feel like this movie didn't help that her case for it because she was too busy trying to be like the dramatic side of things. But again, that was her whole story. Yeah, Uh,
1: actually, yeah. I think you were. Yeah, (laughs) I I was just looking back on your review extremely harshness but like
0: yeah I just was so frustrated yeah, because I wanted so much fair. more from it because no, no, I love everyone fair. in it except for Chris McKay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Nick Holt I think he's great an actor I love Nick Cage and yeah I don't know yeah I actually have a great um, recommendation in our next segment based off this movie yeah. as well um,
1: but yeah I, again disappointing. disappointing that's probably the
0: best way to say it shall we move on to our next segment speaking of yeah, which is called um, I'll tell you what I saw the other day do you want me to go, or do you want me to go? Uh, I have one up based off this. Just oh, yeah, speaking of um, spooky movies, we've done three spooky movies in a row. I actually watched this last this month, but I did see it the other day because there's no time frame based on that. Which is a movie called Ed Wood. Have you seen this, David? No. It is directed by Tim Burton starring Johnny Depp and uh, basically it's about this guy called Edward. if you haven't guessed it already he's played by Johnny Depp and he's directed by a guy called Tim Burton cool. and uh, no so it's it's basically a black and white movie it's one of Tim Burton's less weird movies from a visual perspective but from a concept movie from a concept kind of side of things it's a bit all over the place so he's also so this guy Edward is known as the worst director of all time and directing the worst movies of all time so he manages to kind of throughout hollywood or throughout his career in hollywood sort of create or sort of build up this gang of strange performers and actors and a psychic and basically try and make these sort of b-list movies that can just try and make money and he's always trying to make the next big one he's always tricking people into like he goes to this church he's like oh, we'll make this a religious movie yeah of course but there's zombies and monsters in it and it's just this guy is like desperate to be famous and he's played by uh, uh johnny depp who like i said it plays Edward, but, but he's very good in it. It's one of his least weird movies. Although, like a lot of the promotional images you'll see, this is him in a dress and a, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's weird, but not Johnny Depp, Tim Burton weird. But the reason why I bring it out is that there's an Oscar-winning performance in it by an actor called Martin Lando who plays Bella Lugosi. And Bella Lugosi is known predominantly for playing Dracula in the original 1932 Universal Dracula movie. But this is a this is a Bella Lugosi is based this is all based on real life where he was so down on his luck, no one was making Dracula movies, he had a horrendous morphine addiction, and this guy, Edward was like, fuck it, I'll stick this guy in my movies, and then he'll lend legitimacy, legitimacy to it, even though the movies are awful, Bela Lugosi didn't care, because he just wanted money for drugs. Yeah. And Martin Lindau plays a fantastic Dracula, or Bela Lugosi Dracula throughout this movie, but then also the kind of, sort of tortured Bela Lugosi side of it as well. It's a perfectly great movie. Ah, it's, it's look, it's very weird, it's very weird story, but it's well acted, it's a, it's it's an interesting tale. It's on Disney Plus. It's a fun time. I'm not really sad. I don't know. I just had a fun time with it. It's weird and quirky. I like it. It's Tim Burton. If you like Tim Burton, you might like it.
1: Do I like Tim Burton? Uh, I could take or leave it. Um tell you what I saw the other day. I watched Gravity for the first time.
0: What, did you just drop an apple or
1: Yeah? <laughs> that's mad incredible. that's
0: probably accelerating with 9.8 meters <laughs> <million> per second <laughs> I just I just looked uh, went up and then uh, it came back down <laughs> uh, Gravity the Alfonso Cuaron movie Cuaron movie with Sandra Bullock on Netflix Bullock. Um,
1: yeah it's on Prime
0: <laughs> oh on Prime sorry <laughs>
1: um, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney are in space uh, it's very good yeah
0: I've been telling you about this movie for years yeah I I've got to it no but just, you were so dismissive of it and then when I saw your four star review on Letterboxd by the way everyone follow us on Letterboxd links in the episode description Uh it was 90 minutes that's good yeah best uh, director for the Oscars he, he, is he? <laughs> he's, the, he's the best director he's the best director for the Oscars yeah <laughs> you heard what I said I stopped
1: by it uh, it also won cinematography which is great Yeah. Uh, great performance 90 minutes long wow can't get anything better than that great performance uh, great performance yeah um, very lonely performance well yeah very lonely performance I'm just saying here the um, the tagline is don't let go I should have said never let go damn um, yeah they could have been cross cross
0: uh, you think it, you could use it with never let me go yeah
1: Yeah, cross uh, commercialization. anyway very good give, give it a watch you, you've heard of it before
0: yeah definitely worth a watch Uh,
1: it'll make you never want to go to
0: space (laughs) yeah I did see I saw something of like what sort of lunatic watches any movie about space and goes I'll go there yeah exactly (laughs) I can't remember who told me that or where I saw that Um, definitely worth the watch yeah there you go although
1: I'm looking at the uh, ratings here on um, Letterboxd and hold on let me see what's it's average in that, David 9.3 thousand people gave it one star who are
0: these people (laughs) the people who probably don't believe in gravity probably flat earth (laughs) (laughs) The
1: earth not a globe.
0: <laughs> no, well see It's got three point five. I say on box anything above three point five is good in my box. I know,
1: but I, I just I'm just shocked by the amount of people.
0: Ah, uh, there's always know, someone movies. who's probably given out a bit of for some reason or other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like me.
1: I don't know. I was just I was expecting more
0: of a leaning towards the the
1: top top ratings.
0: There you go. Can always right. get what
1: you want. Um, very good. Give it a watch. Um, I've Heard of before.
0: I also watched another fun movie. Uh, speaking of best directors for the Oscars, David. Yeah. Uh, Traffic. I don't like traffic. Do you I, like traffic? I, I just sat outside, watched it. Like, this is great. This should win best directing at the Oscars. Uh, no, Traffic is a movie from two thousand, if I recall, and it's basically it covers off three different sort of um sort of, uh, what's the word three different sort of aspects of drug trafficking, which is the people who sort of distribute it or sort of make it. Um, in like the well, they like make make the drugs in Mexico, they sell the drugs in California, the people who sell the drugs and the people who consume the drugs. So it's these sort of three main storylines. It's based on a BBC miniseries. And uh, it is directed by Steven Soderbergh, who would people would know from the Oceans movies and Logan Lucky and other things that I can't remember off the top of my head, but he won a Best Oscar at the Directors for this. And... <laughs> So. good name, him <laughs> <laughs> best 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 oscars at the director of course and it has got a star-studded cl- cast of michael douglas benicio del toro captain zeta jones don cheadle and louise gump small topher grace dennis quaid the list goes on albert finney no less and um benicio del toro won an oscar for this as well so it's just a really harrowing movie about all these people getting sucked into this sort of um organization or this sort of system or this sort of uh process or operation i guess michael douglas uh, basically plays a guy who's a sort of a congressman or some level of u.s official who's sort of been tasked to um take all this down but all of a sudden starts to discover his sister his not sister his daughter his, sister. Is, his daughter is you know partaking of the drug use and then you have the what like, drug is it i think it's heroin <laughs> heroin sure i think it's heroin I can't remember. Drugs, David. Drugs are bad. Drugs. Drugs are bad.
1: Don't do drugs, Don't kids. do drugs.
0: That's That should be the motto of Really the peers. Really <laughs> the peers and not doing drugs. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Probably get some EU, EU grant from that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then Captain Zeta-Jones plays a woman whose husband goes to jail for distributing drugs and how she's affected by that. And then Benicio de Toro is playing a guy who is sort of sucked into the sort of um, cartel side of things as well. This sounds like Crash. It is like Crash but it's infinitely better. Okay. Well, I guess what's also sort of interesting for I believe it beat Ridley Scott for Best Director at the for Gladiator. What? Yeah. Gladiator is the best movie ever. Wait until you watch this movie David. You'll never you'll never have believed how blue a movie could be. <laughs> just watch it. Everyone watch this and even just even just write traffic blue then go on to Letterboxd read my review.
1: No no it's red red yellow or green
0: Gary not blue. <laughs> Son of a bitch and, and then read my review On Letterboxd yeah. Be instantly confused by it Google it And then be like That's a funny joke <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's what everyone to do So yeah traffic, traffic. Good, If not just for my Letterboxd reviews Some very good directing and Go acting. watch traffic Go watch Get outside and get out watch some traffic I recommend any time between If you want to hit up the canal Or the Liffey Any time between You know 8 or 9 I reckon you'll You'll see some good traffic there Good
1: traffic earlier. <laughs> Might see some drugs as well. There you go. <laughs> um, tell you what I saw the other day. Do you know what? A lot of I've seen a lot of good movies this month, but none of them were on streaming services.
0: <laughs> so you obviously paid for them on YouTube, then?
1: Yeah, exactly. No, some of them were on my TV. Oh, there you recorded go. of them
0: on, off my TV. There you go.
1: Um, I watched a movie called Flea on a Disney Plus. Uh, which, speaking of harrowing, um, this was pretty harrowing. So this was about a refugee who flew? fleed... flowed flowed He left uh, Afghanistan when there was um, kind of a military coup or, yeah, there was some sort of civil war anyway. He left Afghanistan and had to flee to Denmark. Mm-hmm. But what happens is they start making a documentary about him. Or kind of, they start kind of having these, the director starts having these kind of conversations with him. Almost like... Um, like um, therapy sessions, okay. Where he's kind of lying down. So, f- so first thing I need to say is this is all animated, and the way they decided to make it is um, they did, did the therapy sessions where they had those interviews, but they thought that instead of making it kind of a documentary style, that they wanted to intertwine the kind of documentary elements of like real life footage with um, animated style footage of him during his life. Right. Okay. Um, which was very interesting, but it is story how of how. He had to flee, obviously. Afghanistan came to, ended up in Moscow, which is obviously bad enough. David, hey, you're gonna ruin our Russian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> he ended up in Moscow, but then to get out, of then like obviously was treated absolutely terribly in Moscow, but then had to f- try and get out of Moscow. Had to um deal with all these kind of human traffickers. Had to deal with like literally the bottom of the barrel type people, just like terrible human beings to to try and get away but then when he eventually does get away he gets separated from his family but so that he can stay so that he eventually he gets he eventually gets to Denmark right Right. but to stay in Denmark and to actually be there as an asylum seeker he has to pretend that his whole family is dead he can't go see them can't interact with them he has to just pretend that he is totally alone and that he's just you know he's, he's just this lone lone refugee that came to the country kind of not by accidents yeah so but it's just his story about you know his life in afghanistan his his family how you know it's weird that like it doesn't matter what sort of um situation you're in as a child you can you can kind of block a lot of bad stuff out yeah. and when you're kind of enjoying yourself with your brothers and sisters you're still having a good time it doesn't really matter what's going on but then when the bad stuff starts to kind of intervene and take over your life it really takes over and the one thing i want to mention is that the animation style is incredible because um when he's talking about side of kind of like real life memories you know when he's talking about like i played with my brothers and sisters you know you can see them playing but then when he starts talking about you know oh i was on this boat with these drug, tra- drug uh, human traffickers it all becomes a lot more gloomy and darker right. and it's lot lot kind of um more vague and you don't see people's faces. It just okay. becomes this kind of nightmare yeah. scene, which is I thought was really, really good. Um, it's it's in Danish, so there there's subtitles. I don't know if it's dubbed. I can't remember if it's dubbed anyway, but very, very well done. I think it's it's on one of those lists again. Animated kind of movies like yeah, top 100 to see, yeah. Very, very worth well worth the watch uh, again. It's ninety minutes, I think. We live in
0: ninety minutes. Eighty nine minutes. Eighty nine. i was on Disney plus and It's it's just something <laughs> I, I think very dark subject matter for. Uh, I know, plus, yeah,
1: isn't? but it's just it's it's obviously uh, very relevant news now. With you know obviously things happening in Ukraine and stuff like that, and yeah, people haven't been displaced from their homes and stuff. So it's well worth the watch. And sorry, the other thing I forgot to mention. This is I completely forgot about this, and it kind of probably is a good thing. But he's he's gay, and he knew he was gay from when he was a young boy he loved uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme um, but again it's him dealing with that as well <laughs> which I mean, fuck me I know. and it's a true story he's a real person they change names and stuff so um, just yeah and it's him he has to confront everything that came before to actually move on with his life mm. with his, uh, his partner or his fiance yeah. I think so yeah it just it really as I said, kind of harrowing, but yeah. quite uplifting by the end, which is good. Do
0: you reckon it was nearly as bad when they lost Best Animated Picture to Encanto at oh, the Oscars? Oh, yeah, it's big time. To-
1: it's, it's one of those ones that definitely got no funding. So yeah. Like, it's just...
0: No, it was nominated for Best... Three Oscars are going to for. Best Animated Feature, lost to Encanto. It was nominated for Best International Film Feature, which lost to Drive My Car. And it's nominated for Best Documentary Feature. Did it win? No, it lost no. to Summer of Soul. That's the one where Will Smith slapped the guy. Yeah,
1: But yeah. Will Smith slapped the guy. What?
0: <laughs> what? What do you mean? What? Oh, yeah. it was when that, that was the award Will Smith got oh, up and smacked the guy. Sorry. I thought I was going to have to break it to you, David. i was like, you're never going to be able to watch Wild <laughs> Wild West the same way again. I thought you meant in, the, in Summer of Summer. No, 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 no. no sorry. <laughs>
1: they just cut it halfway through. Yeah.
0: Wait a minute. <laughs> How funny it would be if they remade Men in Black, but the only way to make people forget was Will Smith smacked them in the face. Just me, oh, to right find, just me to find any way to lighten the mood after that sort of movie. Uh, I have one last movie m- uh, to mention, which is our favourite streaming service, Paramount+. Plus, and I have realised I people have took that as serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a fine streaming service with some very good old movies on it. How, from, much, how much is it per month? I think it's like seven quid a month. It's perfectly fine. Not a lot of new stuff goes on it, but there is some good stuff on it. Just don't. Don't get it off the recommendation. There's just one person in particular uh, who I heard was interested in getting it off my recommendation. Yeah, just uh, get the trial. Have a play around. See what's there. And then feel free to cancel. Don't don't feel like you have to keep it. Although I would recommend the offer. The offer's great. We'll see offer. Oh, I'll tell you better offer.
1: Oh no, sorry. The the offer, the series. Oh yeah, not the offer of <laughs> Power Man Plus. You meant they should be paying offer. me for this. Yeah.
0: Anyway, look, the last movie we're going to talk about is a movie called Paper Moon. David, have you heard of Paper Moon? You tell me about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't you notoriously do movies I've never seen? What do you mean? You always you always bring up movies I've never seen. Um. No, it's fine. But like, I'm just saying. Ah. Uh...
0: I don't do it on purpose. No, yeah, I'm just saying. See, I think it's because I... I, I can't explain it. Yeah, no, it's fine. There you go, I'm so sorry. Uh, but this is this is a movie about a guy... Who, it's during the Great Depression, and this con man finds himself with this young girl who is unsure if he's her father or not, and basically the two of them have to sort of go on a journey to Louisiana or somewhere like that. I can't remember the name of it. But he's a con man, and all of a sudden she starts... Um, what you call it? becoming quite au fait with the con man lifestyle and starts to adapt to it. But as they grow closer, he tries to push apart and it's just a fun story and it's just a lot of fun it's a it's a a 102 minute movie it's a comedy it's got Ryan O'Neill and his daughter Tatum O'Neill in it Tatum O'Neill was 10 when she was in this movie and she won an Oscar for it and she remains to be the youngest person who's ever won a competitive Oscar and my review on Letterboxd which I have by the way I don't know if I've told people I have Letterboxd which is just imagine losing an Oscar to a 10 year old but at the same time knowing she 1000% deserved it it's just a fun story it's a fun ramp of a tale about these two going around conning people. It's great. It's on Paramount Plus, our our favorite streaming service that people show. may or may not should get if uh, off my recommendation.
1: Who who was the person that wanted to get it?
0: It was uh, a, a a a fond listener of the podcast, uh, our good friend John's Hackett's father. <laughs> okay, yeah. if you're listening, sir, thanks for listening. Really oh, yeah. appreciate it. I need to have a look and see what's on Paramount Plus first. And then- I
1: have. Yeah, I've looked at it. It's still- there's some good stuff in it. I just need to get through my other streams. That's that's to... the
0: same as me. I can't get Amazon Prime until I get I only have six movies left on Paramount Plus, uh-huh. And then I'm done. Anyway, that's not important. Fair enough. Anything else or should we move on? Oh no, you can move on well that was tell you what I saw the other day. Right. Speaking of movies.
1: Yeah. I have no segue. Okay. <laughs> oh, man?
0: Oh, about con men? Oh speaking man. of con men. Yeah. Air.
1: Oh, let's go back to uh, tell you what I tell uh, tell you what I saw the other day. Why? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, air. For anyone who's not aware, it's something you breathe. Uh, it's actually uh, <laughs> this is a scientific show. We talk about gravity. We talk about air. No, this is all about the suspenseful, thrilling tale of how Nike procured the rights to get Michael Jordan to do. The Air Jordan shoe It is written And directed I believe By Ben Affleck Starring himself Ben Affleck And Matt Damon Jason Bateman Chris Tucker um, Who else is in this Damon Waynes?
1: Yeah Marlon Wayans Damon. Marlon Waynes.
0: I always yeah, got those two confused um, And um, And and Viola Davis and uh, yeah look this movie yeah so it's basically all about Nike who are currently struggling in the basketball industry On they're not they don't have any sort of superstars wearing their shoes they're losing competition to Adidas and Converse and basically Matt Damon's character by who has a name comes along and it's like hey why don't we use all of our budget instead of hiring three rookies for this season just put all of our efforts into getting Michael Jordan as Sonny, Sonny Vicaro. Sonny Vaccaro he had a great name I knew that much Yeah, and basically it's just about him showing how cool he is at knowing all the things about basketball and nobody believing in him. And then him uh, ultimately dealing with Mrs. Jordan, uh, played by Viola Davis, into sort of beginning the pitch or sort of, uh, what's the word, journey or project to get Michael Jordan to sign the shoe. And look, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil if Michael Jordan uh, signs this deal or not, but... um, he does, because we know this, because the Air Jordan exists. And that's my big thing about this movie, David. There's no stakes in this. And the only stakes in this movie is are served in Tony Romas, which is seen in a movie in yeah. this. And for anyone who knows me, I love that establishment. You <laughs> ever been? Nope. And um, no, so like, yeah, this just the movie is so bland. There's nothing to this movie. There's no stakes. It's like, it, there's nothing even like interesting that I learned bar one thing, which is that I didn't know they had to pay a fine for the shoe to be more red than white. Other than that, there's nothing interesting. It's just a guy talking about, there's just a lot of references to old players and the references to like old fucking ads and the song, the needle drops are grotesque in my opinion in that they just, whenever the scene energies just drop, they just play another (laughs) 80s classic and expect you to be fine by it. My friend Oshin Sands, who loved this movie he only gave it for two he said he loves Air Jordans yeah. so he's like I'm already sold and he goes two a movie that starts with Dire Straits is always going to get four stars with him <laughs> so I was like you know what that's fair brother who am I to judge <laughs> it's just Ben Affleck I think plays perfectly fine Matt Damon no, is no, perfe- hold on, no. perfectly but fine
1: Ben Affleck plays Ben Affleck in this movie
0: perfectly fine Matt Damon
1: plays Matt Damon perfectly Jason Bateman is Jason Bateman they fine. literally don't act in this movie my
0: friend Oshina, and I'm going to keep referencing him because he made a great point in this where he goes it'll be fun to look back in like 20-30 years as Ben Affleck and Matt Damon as the Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci <laughs> in that they were always in everything exactly, together yeah. and he said it was just nice to see the two of them together to which I told him go watch The Last Duel. that's a much better yeah. Matt Damon ben Affleck go, movie yeah. where they both act yeah i mean there you go
1: yeah i i agree with everything and look i can understand uh, again with similar to super mario brothers it it seems like a movie that people find it easy to enjoy like it's just kind of that um romp but um i saw some people comparing this to moneyball <laughs> absolutely disgraceful Moneyball is not even in the same stratosphere as this movie. David, it's not even in the same ballpark. Yeah, like, Pardon the pun. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was actually, when I came out, of I was sickened by that. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, like, this would be like making a movie about, about Manchester United now.
0: Like in the 90s?
1: No, no, like Manchester United now. Like they're the third best team in England, say. Okay. And, you know, they just can't catch... Oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. just can't oh, catch... Oh, this b- multi-billion dollar yeah. company just can't get, yeah. oh, can't just get the can't basketball catch a, industry right. Ca- just can't catch a fucking break. Oh, like. tough
0: times. Yeah. And they try They try and throw in reasons to yeah. know why it could be detrimental if they don't get this deal. Fuck that. Yeah. Nah. And then, yeah, the big... Spineless, David. <laughs> it is, spineless it? movie.
1: It, it's so... And then... The whole thing with Michael Jordan in it, Jesus Christ, just like, oh, it was I, so off So
0: Yeah, so this, for anyone who doesn't know, you don't see his face in this movie. I compared it to, it's a, like an episode of a TV show where the actors go off doing a movie and they have to try and hide that he's not there. Yeah. It, it's, ben Affleck came out and said the reason why he did that is because he want no actor could play Michael Jordan. So therefore they didn't want to have to cast an actor as Michael Jordan for everyone to rip it apart being like, that guy can't play Michael Jordan and I get that in some ways but it's 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 handled what I feel it's so comedically in this movie that he's always hidden by like a grocery bag or like yeah. oh it's high, like like yeah. out of shot or something like that so it is distracting yeah. rather than like a it would nearly be better if the movie finished like oh jeez no michael jordan you don't see him actually yeah. like he should nearly be like i don't know it came across like blow in from russia with love and yeah. that is like they're they're so clearly just not showing the face yeah. anyway sorry. um or Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Yeah, it just
1: it really it was really offputting, especially I'm, I'm not spoiling anything. There's a bit at the end in the board meeting. It's it's he's in, he's in there, but it's it really offputting. Um, what can I say? Sorry, I'm I'm try, trying trying just think. Yeah, just the big thing for me was just all the actors were just none of them seemed to be actually acting. They were just kind of. doing their Viola Davis. Spree. I think was, Davis was outstanding. She
0: was brilliant. But again, she as Mark Komodo always says, she could read the she could read yeah. the phone book and that'd be tough yeah. that.
1: And then yeah, I just think like. The story here. I would have almost preferred if they actually went more in depth into how the shoe was made or developed because I thought that bit with your man down in the basement was kind
0: of interesting. And it's glossed over. Yeah, which is kind of just like, ah, get it together. How bad is it that that you watch this two-hour movie and you were like, show me how the shoe was made. Like, (laughs) that's how bad it is. You're like, I want anything. Any sort of conflict or like, oh, the materials won't be here on time. There's none of that. There's only one major thing that happens in this movie, which is regards to the revenue. And it is resolved instantaneously that's that's the
1: thing it's just the whole thing is about Phil Knight and he's just like he's like oh no I can't give you the money I can't give you the money I can't give you the money yeah I'll give you the money (laughs) and that's it like that's literally it Um, and like it, I suppose th- there's a bit with Jason Bateman and his family which is kind of where they're trying to go with but like again
0: no. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> like, And, and, and again th- as much as this movie tries to make you feel bad the classic biopic where are all these people now? You're like yeah. they've all made billions yeah. of dollars aren't? and then like you could tell and I, I said this in my review as well on Letterbox no less <laughs> it, the links in the description there. Yeah you can tell everyone I follow still you guys you, right, tell- follow- <laughs> you better not fucking follow me I swear to god you see what happens yeah. and, uh, <laughs> um, you can tell everyone's still alive because nobody comes out bad in this movie yeah. nobody it's just even the CEO of Nike who yeah. you could get a sense he was a bad dude yeah yeah big time by the way Ben Affleck was trying to play him but nothing he didn't do anything bad and then like the biopic is just like and he's donated billions to charity moving on mm. nah nah daka yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, spineless. I think that's the best way to describe <laughs> it. But I uh, look, I I can understand if people it's a bit of a romp, just a bit of a you know, if if someone's say a basketball fan, I can see them being like, Oh, what a year, you know, what a time yeah.
0: for, you know, there's a lot of it, But it's the same as like Mario. there's probably a lot of yeah. things you can relate to and be like, Oh my god, that's exactly what that like yeah. Adidas were like that at the time yeah. and Converse were doing this and uh, 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 I can't even remember anything else about the movie <laughs> to make a joke about. Yes, there goes that anyway. was it. There was a the, the pink Porsche
1: or the purple Porsche like
0: oh, he wanted a yeah red Mercedes red Mercedes yeah, yeah. anyway uh, should we move on
1: yeah also watch The Last Dance if yeah wanna, go watch The Last Dance if you want to watch something about
0: Michael Jordan watch The Last Dance yeah absolutely all 10 hours oh the, not the Magic Mike movie no <laughs> um, and let's talk like yeah Perfect, we've ended up on a, on a, on a good note as well. Uh, David, you wanted to bring the people through what the fuck Suzume is? Because everyone asked me when I said I was going up, they're like, what is that? And I was yeah. like, I don't know.
1: Uh, okay, Suzume. So first things first, it's an animated movie, but it's also anime. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Anime, it's Japanese animated. Um, so it's about... <laughs> so firstly, what I will say is it, it it's mainly about Japan. Okay, that's all I'll say. But it's about this girl who comes upon a... Door. <laughs> yeah, a door in her town. Yeah. Which seems to be causing a lot of... Issues. <laughs> geological yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, And she meets a guy who is there to try and stop these geological issues, and there's a little bit of kind of mysticism and magic and, and fantastical elements to it, but... It's more of kind of a road trip movie through yeah. Japan yeah. or across Japan and them trying to go
0: across and, and stop these uh, geological instances. That's probably as far yeah, as go. Yeah, because I, I was about to say, because I didn't know anything about this movie yeah. and there's one big sort of thing that happens at the beginning of this movie that I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> exactly. And I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by it because, again, I didn't know too much about it. Yeah. I guess what I can do to try and... Const- put this movie into context yeah. is it's directed by a guy called Makoto Shinkai yeah. who also did another big anime movie called Your Name yeah. very popular and I'll give you the synopsis of that just to give you an idea yeah. <laughs> of what his types of movies are yeah. which is two teenagers share profound magical connection upon discovering they are swapping bodies. Things managed. things manage to become even more complicated when the boy and girl decide to meet in person. So it's this weird, supernatural sort of love story. Yeah. And I think that's sort of superimposed into this movie. But yeah. like you said, it has that sort of cultural connection yeah. to, to Japan, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's probably yeah. That's probably the best way to say it. I it, it, the main thing is I just really don't want to tell people about it because when I went in as blind as you did, yeah. and I, I had a great time with this. Yeah, I think number one, I think, it, and it's probably to be, to be expected with a lot of these um, Japanese anime movie animations, incredible. Yep. The you know the everything we talked about with with Super Mario Bros. in terms of color, it's probably twice as good in this. Yeah, I think everything is just so striking. The, there is animation with a chair, which I thought was just yep. really well done. Like I, probably better than anything I've seen Disney ever do. Uh, wow! And, nah, but I just thought it looks I mean, so. In the Emperors New Groove. I've seen the yeah yeah. Poison.
0: Poison but Goose Goose. Goose Goose. No, I'm probably being a little over dramatic. I think you are.
1: <laughs> but like, I just thought, again, it's, it's coming in from a, being so kind of oblivious to this. Yeah, that's fair. That's that uh, animation style. Uh, there is animals in this, which I thought were brilliant. They have their own kind of characteristics and stuff. Uh, there are some action scenes, which I thought were brilliant. Um, but overall, I think I just want to mention is the... The concept of Japan itself, yeah, and what a concept, eh? Japan, imagine that. I think, I think, I think it's the, the nice thing is it's it looks like it's it's Japan from the perspective of someone that's from Japan living there it's not the type of kind of tourist things like tourists you know that you would be like oh you know they have Mount Fuji or whatever but it's not like they go to Tokyo and see Shibuya Crossing they don't go to you know a karaoke bar yeah or like you know (laughs) uh, cherry blossom trees or cherry blossom forest whatever or you know go
0: see the Japan Rugby team or South Africa, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. um, oh no, who? Uh, oh, oh, that I was desperately trying to think of a uh, rugby player who's over there right now. What are South Africans over there? Brody Butalik, I think. No, you think Brody in <laughs> show up in this movie? Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was so
1: they they used the concept of Japan and its people and how how nice. No, not, I I'm not going to say you know they're all nice, but like you know how welcoming they are in in certain uh, aspects. Uh, because our Shizume, our, our main character, goes through a lot of uh, difficult situations, but she meets a lot of people on the way that mm-hmm. help her and give her a hand, and, you know, she she doesn't have any kind of specific mode of transport, and, you know, she has to kind of, you know, almost hitchhike her way down through uh, Japan, um, which I thought was, again, it starts in the north of the, uh, north of Japan, ends up in the south. and um,
0: thought it was the south that ends up in the north.
1: Oh, maybe it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'd looked at the wrong way. But, um, and then it's also kind of a coming of, coming Home story mm-hmm. uh, for her because she had to kind of move away from home uh, for certain issues, um, and then the final thing is it's it's a callback to the Japanese tsunami that took place in 2011. I think the director came out and said that it was specifically made with that kind of in mind. Yeah, and it really comes across quite well that you know, it, it's, again, made for the people of Japan and, and the kind of heart they probably had to go
0: through with, yeah. with that um, natural disaster. And they've also had many other things that have happened to them that the country oh, yeah. themselves have had to sort of grieve and yeah. the sort of trauma that's left over that that the movie kind of... Kind of, yeah, it reflects af- on, yeah.
1: It doesn't like... It's not over the top and it doesn't pitch it like, over the head of little Yeah, it, but it? it doesn't
0: like use it to like sort of get that emotional leverage over the mm. audience so much yeah. as just sort of relating to it. Right. I don't know how to It's think. it's weaved in. Yeah. It's weaved yeah, in. And yeah. it's
1: not it's not like that we're gonna stop the whole narrative just to look at this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah,
0: or, or focus on
1: this point. Yeah. Um yeah, I I just had a great time with it. And again, maybe it was me just going in kind of blind, but um everyone I've talked to seemed to have enjoyed it quite you know,
0: quite well. Shave think. off twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, maybe. There's one
0: big action scene in it and then it kind of plods along for another like twenty minutes. Yeah, there's
1: a road trip scene there, which I think fair That's
0: that's all for me because I was falling asleep in this, but not because I was I was just very tired generally, not because of the movie. Um but I went to go see with Owen and Rob and they are both anime fanatics for love on, on. so it's made, like Crunchyroll producer or something yeah. and then Owen because he knows Owen just leans over to me uh, and he goes that's like Netflix for anime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um. so like they and like they they both Rob um, big artist as well he loves to draw and big fan of the Ghibli movies and he was like he just kept saying the movie's so beautiful yeah, and yeah. Owen was a big fan of it as well so uh, gets their st- sample mm. approval as well
1: also the subtitles didn't bother me
0: good subtitles yeah. I, I appreciate good subtitles and that was good subtitling for this movie and they were built into the movie rather than like stamped on yeah like that was just the screening we went to go see yeah yeah, and i was a big fan of that so um top marks there for that
1: yeah very popular as well because i mean every time i've i went to try and book this it was fairly fairly full yeah i know it was only in screen nine but um still yeah get 20 people in there 20 20 or so people in there for a fairly unknown movie it's yeah. Nice to see. There you
0: go. Well, that's all the April movies, David. If it was yeah. given a movie of the month, I'd give it to Evil Dead Rises. I don't, or Rise. I don't know what you'd give it to. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: give it to him. Go yeah, on, come on, Ireland. Go on, Ireland.
0: <laughs> uh, but now we're going to look ahead to May. So on the first weekend of May, we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I am going to say nothing bad about Marvel because they've kindly invited myself and David to go to the previous screening of this movie. So I will. Re- I will hold... I will reserve all judgment on this movie until I go see it. But what I will say is I have loved all of James Gunn's superhero movies today including the two Guardians movies and um the, Su- the Suicide Squad and I've loved Peacemaker. I didn't love Guardians Volume 2 as much as I loved Guardians 1 yeah. but I've always loved there's always been moments in those movies that have made me what you call it excited uh, like they have made those movies memorable for me and guardians one it remains one of my top three uh, marvel movies to date and i think that comes down to how Gunn is able to sort of separate himself from the rest of the mcu and based on some of the mcu movies that i've seen recently that i may or may not have liked if you're listening marvel i am uh, i'm excited to see what sort of separation he can get from this and to sort of cap off the guardians trilogy as it's been called uh really i
1: love guardians one i think everyone enjoys it guardians two i think i've only seen it once. Yeah. <laughs> and I just never really got the the drive to go see it again or like watch it. I feel it again. like it
0: came out too soon after Guardians yeah. 1 as well. I feel like I needed a bit of space. Yeah. Um
1: fun, but I wouldn't say it's yeah, it's yeah. definitely not as not as good as
0: But well. also I think with James Gunn as well, like he even in even I think in Endgame or Infinity In Infinity War, he still wrote all yeah. the Guardian's dialogue. Yeah. This guy loves it Lo- yeah. loves these characters and this is a send off to it so i'm excited for it for that reason yeah hopefully it comes comes true like the,
1: i mean again i'm not expecting you know guardians one level but if you can even like get close to that it would be really well worth yeah, it yeah yeah
0: and they should definitely invite us to more things <laughs> <laughs> also we out that weekend which we'll be able to see next we're not going to have our time taken up with right. guardians of the galaxy i mean when i say taken up with, i mean
1: we're gonna have some spare time <laughs> we'll have spare
0: time <laughs> thanks Michael Lakelands. It's an Irish movie. Yeah. It's all about the story of Keen, a footballer who gets attacked on a night out and he will and he will struggle to come out uh, come to term with a like, career ending injury Irish movie heard a bit of buzz about it. Someone here in the house has heard great things about it as well. That could go see it Lakelands not place like behind the skill not behind the skill <laughs> not behind Robert skill David the Ruby club <laughs> not the Ruby Club <laughs> not the rubber, the rubber. Oh, lot, of, oh, this comes out the same weekend they're in the final, so yeah. yeah we should do a double bill double go bill. watch Lakelands then go to Lakelands <laughs> yeah. then go to the Viva <laughs> yeah. this is very um, upper bruise <laughs> upper bruise this is very uh, this is very in-jokey even for yeah, us yeah I mean like no one's gonna get this and <laughs> um, then not, there's something the next weekend but I haven't written it down but the, the, weekend, <laughs> <laughs> the weekend after that oh stacked David stacked we've got a uh, Fast X class <laughs> yeah I don't really care no. I um I I I, I went to see You don't care about family. I don't care about family and I don't care about this. Look, this as look <laughs> Vin Diesel himself forced a guy who got who lost his job the next week to say this was the best movie ever. Gary, can you just play the noise? What do
1: you think Justin?
0: Week one. This French week one. How does it feel? Feels like the beginning of uh of an epic ending. Is it fair to say that this will be the best one? In my heart, yes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> remember remember uh, Vin Diesel had the camera and the guy's like, "Is it? would you say it's the best oh, yeah. one yet? <laughs> oh,
1: sorry, yes. Sorry, when you said lost her job, I was like, what poor bastard did he say yeah. this to? So oh, look, sorry.
0: this is structured as the last... <laughs> The last, ooh, that's how I feel about this movie, ooh. So look, it's the last, it's the last run in of this movie. It's the second to last one, I believe second Dom. to last I think there's one more after this isn't oh, there fuck so it's over many missions and against impossible odds Dom Toretto and his family have outsmarted and outdriven every foe in their path now they must confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced Hollywood's next big muscly man that they haven't used before fueled by revenge a terrifying threat emerges from the shadows of the past to shatter Dom's world and destroy everything and everyone he loves I feel like I could have read any Fast yeah, and Furious yeah. description that would describe that movie yeah. Jason Momoa is in this one sure why not universal if you're listening can I come to the premiere please the,
1: I'm just saying here it's not on the IFCO site
0: it's out 19th May okay yeah. uh, also anything to say about that so we move on yeah
1: I mean if you've seen the first few um, I'm fine I get some Coronas get some Coronas <laughs> get some limes I'll have a good
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bo is Afraid. That's also out that weekend as well. So it's from Ari Aster, who people would know from Hereditary and Midsommar. And all I have here is from the His Darkest Fears comes The Greatest Adventure. It stars Joaquin Phoenix. It's three hours long. It's meant to be mind-bendingly confusing and very artsy. Scorsese saw it and seemed to like it. But then again, I think that was because it was over three hours long. I'm very intrigued by the concept of it. I did not have a fun time watching Midsommar but I could respect it for what it was and I feel like it could be the same with Bo's Afraid, but I'm very excited for it.
1: That trailer didn't make any sense so. I think that's the point. Okay,
0: yeah. It, it looks like a guy who sort of is able to travel, travel through his life and experience things in a different f- versions of himself. I don't really understand. Yeah. I'll reserve comment until we see it. He,
1: he experiences life all at the same time, maybe or something like that.
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah. And then another movie called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, raised by a Christian mother and a Jewish father, an adolescent girl, starts to ask questions about faith, religion and faith. Now, there's a, there's a thre- trend on this podcast that Gary has, has connections with studios and the lovely people at Lionsgate, you're going to see me being real nice to movies soon, sent me a screener for this movie to watch and I have to reserve, I don't have to, but they've asked me to put my review out closer to the time. So I won't say, I won't give away... Um, you know, my thoughts on this movie. But let's just say of those three movies, I think yeah. I either got this me, market is a fantastically good watch for funny ha and comfort. But again, I'm not saying what I think of it. I would just suspect that's how I would feel about people going into that weekend and they should definitely go see that movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> You've uh, seen it as well.
1: I've seen it as well. I, I feel like we, we can only give biased opinions.
0: We <laughs> <laughs> can only give biased opinions. However, we both... I suspect on the type of movie it is, we would both give it good reviews.
1: I think it would definitely be worth seeing for the whole family.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Mainly on its um, its rating here, it's PG. I would
0: also <laughs> say it, it, it comes across like it's probably very well acted and written.
1: I assume it probably has the shortest runtime. I don't know what the runtime of Fast X is, but this is only 105 minutes. And
0: I would say, six minutes. and again, not giving too much away, that it kind of moves along at quite a good pace.
1: We're speaking facts, Gary. That's all we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we do here.
0: (laughs) Look, uh, yeah, we've seen this movie. It's it might look. I'll put my full review on Letterboxd, which I do have, and I'll put it up on the Instagram. But let's just say, based on our experiences with it, it could be something that's worth checking out. Well worth the watch, yeah. There you go. And finally for the month, it is a movie on the twenty sixth of May called The Little Mermaid.
1: And it's again, really it's funny because I, fer-
0: I forgot to put my, my description in. So it's the story of Keen, A footballer who <laughs> gets injured on a night out. He will struggle to come to terms with his career ending injury. Wow, Disney really <laughs> did a whole 180 on that story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, again, it's not up here. It, the only thing two th- things I have here are Sisu and Boonie Bear's Guardian Code.
0: Cool. Um, what are your thoughts on The Little Mermaid? Uh, it's coming out in cinemas. 26th of May, yeah.
1: Okay, because that gives me a little bit more faith. Although, do
0: you see the pictures they put up today? No, they put up posters of the crab and the fish. Do they look
1: haunting? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of haunting, they also put the trailer for the haunting in Venice, uh, the new uh, Pro movie out. What um... does you think of that? Wait, what? <laughs>
1: That's not coming out
0: next week, next month. No, but they put the trailer out today. Oh, just speaking, no. saying the word haunting. I didn't watch it. No. Oh, because I was going to say my view, my thing of that. Oh, yeah, go haunting <laughs>
1: okay okay so, the one thing I was going to say is I can't remember if I if I've liked any live action I liked Aladdin
0: did you yeah no. see I love that movie anyway so I was always going to be a big fan I think
1: you just like and the genie
0: going around slapping everyone
1: <laughs> I think you just like your one that's her name
0: Naomi Scott Naomi Scott well, I think David <laughs> are you there God it's has Margaret <laughs> it's a fantastic I think Naomi Scott would have a great time with yeah. that and I think the two of us should go see it together that's what I think I um, yeah. uh, Guy Ritchie Directing Aladdin Look No Disney a- live action adaptations Usually balls Hit um, and miss like. Very hit and miss Beauty and the Beast Fine Lion King Balls um, Pinocchio Haunting And um, This looks to have a You know A very good cast And they've yeah, changed Some you of know the songs I wonder
1: movies had good casts
0: I know I'm just being like Look Damn I'm trying to get Disney. <laughs> And uh, look, had Vega very good cast, like I said. And um, yeah, they've changed some of the songs. People are annoyed. Ariel's black. People are annoyed. I just hope people go see it with a fucking, you know, for for what it is rather than going in with any of these sort of, yeah, you know. Bias. Yeah, biases. Well. Um, yeah. Javier Bardem as Odin. Love that. Not that Odin. Be, whatever it is. It's, uh, yeah. Poseidon. That could be good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, ugh, all of them, especially the Lion King. Lion King was fucking
0: balls. Man. Yeah. But we love John Favreau.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, I like when John Favreau gets to do his own thing. Yeah. Not when he's told to do whatever, he, whatever he's
0: supposed to do. So, but I'm optimistic for this month, knowing okay. that I've seen one of these things.
1: Yeah, sorry, I was just trying to look at what was in that that week where you were, didn't have anything. I think it's the book club, is it?
0: Oh, the book club too. They're going on a trip to yeah. Paris. Yeah, no, fuck that. Venice, I think. Sure, why not? It's on the 12th. Joe, you know what I think of that trip to Venice? Haunting. <laughs> sorry. Okay, okay, should we wrap it up? That's... Oh, we did, folks. There you go. That's
1: another one done.
0: Uh, David, thanks again. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I also want to thank anyone who's listened to this or any of the other ones. If you would like to keep up to date with the podcast, you can follow at Reeling in the on Instagram. That's where we put most of our content. We also have the clips on TikTok. The episodes go up on YouTube if people you prefer watching it there. As Does meant- it? I think oh, on YouTube there you go I've said it off at the end of every podcast David and uh, you can also I, po- I kind of zone out today, that's fair you can also follow us on Letterboxd uh, the episodes, the links are in the description if you'd like to contact the podcast you can uh, email readingthepeers at gmail.com tell us what you're excited for for May and uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast you can do that on Spotify and Apple be sure to give us five stars there because we need it and uh, if you saw Ghosted are you alive let us know did anyone see Ghosted? Did, any, did anyone see Ghosted? <laughs> I'd love to know. Did you see Ghosted, David? I'm actually going to check what it's on Rotten Tomatoes. Just Let's have see. a quick show. The podcast is over. We're going to check what Ghosted got. I got all the cameos ruined for me, David. There's a lot oh, of cameos in Ghosted. Yeah. Oh, I David know. got 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, David. And was it, this directed by Chris Evans? It was directed by Dexter Fletcher, oh, who did right. Rocket Man. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You told me this a movie that won an Oscar that shouldn't have Anna de Armas back in your bad books back you? in my bad books David it's very <laughs> unfortunate I tell you what I would not like to see Are You There God be me Margaret with Anna de Armas no sir <laughs> but anything else. <laughs> anything else call me